0: My, how quickly things change in the world and in the world of sports. But hopefully we can provide a little stabilizing presence for you today in the fast lane. New Year Six Bowl and the selection of teams to the college football playoff in the New Year's Six Bowl. We will get to the college football playoff angle in the fast five at five-ish. So, to Mr. Trey Lyle, who's eager to chime in. Hold your horses on
1: that. All I have to say is just to preface your argument, which is I'm I'm I want to preface. I'm happy for liberty, and I'm glad for that result. They went with how, you know, the games mattering compared what what they went with with the uh, selection
0: of a certain team. That sometimes the games matter, and sometimes they don't. And I think don't Ari really Wasserman
1: win. actually actually um, said it correctly.
0: You got to explain to our listeners who Ari,
1: Ari Wasserman, was. writer for the Athletic. Games matter. Results didn't.
0: I guess so. Inevitably, that's what happened. So for Liberty, they go 13-0. and The joy they experienced Friday night as they seized control against New Mexico State. Shout out to the PA
1: announcer saying, please don't rush the field. <laughs> I mean,
0: good luck with that.
1: Which, this wasn't the first time this has happened in a conference championship game. It's like not. This. I think UAB did it when they won, which is kind of a similar... You know, situation that Liberty kind of faced, but different with the program coming away. This is a team joining Conference USA.
0: Well, anyway, Liberty gets the victory against New Mexico State. And yes, as impressive as that win was, it feels like a long time ago. Part of the reason, let's be honest, here in the fast lane is that if Liberty is not selected to a New Year's Six Bowl, there would be disappointment, but there would also still be something to celebrate. And look back upon today in the fast lane. And we would probably be spending more time looking back on that. Because you know even talking with guys like John Manson from maseofred.com. And I've had the pleasure of sitting next to him uh, regularly at Liberty football and basketball games over the years. uh, And Damien Sordellett, of course, when he was at newsadvance.com was in that group as well. But he's no longer there. Now it's Ben Cates who joins us tomorrow around 5.30 in the fast lane. But even John Manson, let's be honest. We're probably more middle of the road. I don't think we're anti-Liberty. I don't think newsadvance.com would be anti-Liberty. But we're also not pro-Liberty. And a sea of red.com leans towards being a more pro-Liberty site. That's not a knock on them. It's just the approach that we take. And part of it's because John Manson's a Liberty University graduate. And he's done a very good job, especially in his writing and his podcast commentary, trying to be a little bit more middle of the road um, than, than maybe you would expect in that spot. I don't think they're quite on the level of like Chris Coleman of TechSideline.com and Will Stewart in that group where they went to Virginia Tech. But also in their defense, uh, Virginia Tech has not had as much to cheer about and be excited about in football. Military Bowl, baby, let's go! Yes, more on that later. And by the way, that is a good win for Virginia Tech, to get to the Military Bowl and to be bowl eligible. But I could also make another tangent of people complaining
1: about the opponent in Tulane, and I just have to say, is you don't understand how good of a program Tulane's been in the last couple years.
0: Uh, More on all of that, though. Later, I'm sorry. Not today, but tomorrow, and I'm sure Wednesday when Trey fills in for me, as more Christmas with the kids pops up for me uh, in the fast lane. That's that's breaking
1: news to Trey. I knew it
0: was a question mark on my calendar. We
1: hadn't confirmed it yet.
0: Yes, it is confirmed. So... Thank you, Trey. Dun, 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 breaking news. Anyway, so Liberty gets the, ma- the the trip to the New Year's Six Bowl. And there are a couple of angles to this. There's the immediate angle, if you will. And most notably, listening to players like Noah Frith and Tyron Dupree, who were the two that Liberty elected to have speak with the media after the announcement came in yesterday that the Flames would go to the Fiesta Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl and play an Oregon team that, as of right now, is at least slated to have quarterback Bo Nicks. By the way, Liberty will, by all accounts, have everybody, but Oregon so far doesn't look like they've been hit hard with opt-outs, big emphasis on the phrase, so far. We can look to that later. But listen to Tyron Dupree, and then Noah Frith, as they both spoke just initially on what the feeling was like making a New Year's Six Bowl. And listen to the genuine, I don't know if shock is there, but the fact that it still had not fully set in when they spoke an hour or so after the announcement came down with the media yesterday.
1: Uh, Man, I'm just lost for words right now. Uh, Just feeling truly blessed uh, just seeing what this team has gone through over the years and this team this year, the tragedy we went through earlier in the year. Just seeing everybody stick together and buy into what we've always been talking about It's just truly God's work, and I'm just amazed.
0: Man, exactly what T just said. I'm also worried. I'm just blessed beyond measures. It has has not sunk in for me yet. I'm still just, I'm in
1: shock right now, honestly.
0: Noah Frith, then before that, Tyron Dupree. Noah Frith, the wide receiver, Tyron Dupree, the uh, edge specialist, if you will. Before Liberty, both of them speaking on uh, just the meaning. You can tell that it kind of had sunk in. Because I think there are a lot of folks within the Liberty program that really weren't sure whether this was going to happen. And justifiably so. It became more probable when Tulane lost to SMU. But it wasn't quite there yet. And that's where for Liberty, if you're a fan, just take this moment and savor it the way that Noah Frith did afterwards yesterday. Yeah, we were just, I mean... Obviously we didn't see our neighbors there for the Peach Bowl. It was a little like like anxiousness that came into the room because we knew there was only probably like one more chance of us getting to a bowl game. But again, it's like Tisa, I mean, we just worked so hard. So we just wanted them to respect our hard work and just give us a chance. Just give us a chance to, you know, go out there and just put our put our best on tape, man. At this New York Six Bowl. We're just so blessed yes respect our hard work and of course Trey and I will have thoughts on the other angle of that which is Florida State's hard work not being respected by the college football playoff selection committee that will come in about five-ish minutes from now in the fast five at five-ish before covering the Commonwealth but for Liberty I mean look if you're a player if you're a fan if you're a member around this program 100% just savor this moment if nothing else because you don't get these opportunities very often I mean, let's be honest. You don't if you're Liberty. And you don't get a first to qualify for a New Year's Six Bowl as a group of five school where only one of those schools is going to get this type of a bowl, with the exception of the year that Boise State played TCU in the bowl. And that may have been even after TCU had already gone to the Big 12. Please forgive that, me. That couldn't if, have happened because they were Mountain West opponents. They were, they were, Mountain Comfer- West opponent. they were so conference opponents. It was there. right after TCU had gone to the Big 12. So only once did Boise State— They
1: might have played in two separate bowls, but I don't think they've ever played each other in a bowl No, they game.
0: played once in the Fiesta Bowl, and it was one of those, oh, we're going to do this to these two schools where they get split to different bowls. But anyway, just bigger picture. It's rare that you get this type of opportunity. But for and Oh, you're it right.
1: Means, it, uh, Boise was in the WAC. Sorry, I got it mixed up. Boise was in the WAC. Uh, TCU was in the Mountain
0: West. There you go. But very rarely. That's the only instance, Trey. Thank you for for clarifying for me, making sure my My comments are not unfounded. We're good. Boise State and TCU a decade or so ago is the only time that two group of five programs have made the bowl. A New Year's Six Bowl. Otherwise, it's only one. And for Liberty, you get one first to make this bowl. To make this type of moment. And it's a rapid ascent for this program that a decade ago, they weren't even in 1A. FBS football now they are there and yes there's time to look ahead to what you would need to do to sustain this. What you need to do to qualify for a college football playoff. How you could be competitive in one of those type of games. What you can do to maximize attendance. Although Friday was kind of a rough hand, honestly, to be dealt because of the rain that came in on Friday and the fact that it actually stuck around right before kickoff on Saturday. So, you know, we, we mentioned the attendance good and bad for an event like this. Also, Conference USA is the one who put on this event. Not Liberty University. Conference USA controlled the tickets. Not Not Liberty. So just keep all of that in mind if you're wondering how we got to this point. But those are all things to think about later if you're a Liberty fan. Right now, it's 100% worth savoring because, as Ian McCall mentioned yesterday, that at that point it was 48 hours. Now we're at like 73 hours. But a magic carpet ride feel as wild as it's been for Liberty.
1: We knew we had a tough test uh, Friday and and, uh, obviously the team did a great job and what an amazing celebration that was for Flames Nation and our fans after the game so it was really an emotional time and then yesterday uh, very anxious because you have no control over the Tulane SMU game you just sit there and watch it and uh, that was a painstaking experience and uh, we were obviously thankful that uh, SMU prevailed in that to give us an opportunity and um, certainly had a lot of communication with uh, our conference leadership and uh, a few bowl reps and some others, but um, you know we knew we were not going to find out until the, our name either flashed or didn't flash on the screen at about two thirty this afternoon.
0: That's Ian McCall, and it's interesting because, by the way, if you look at the betting markets uh, around eleven thirty yesterday, the odds for Alabama to make the college football playoff shifted in their favor, and the odds for Florida State to make the college football playoff shifted away from them. And it's almost like somebody knew that, and that's why the sports books adjusted. There was never anywhere that i could certainly see and part of this is the ridiculousness in virginia that you can't bet on virginia schools never mind that if you're like jamie chowell and tried to place a bet they would know your social security number and just it would raise a red flag look at calvin ridley in florida for example but in the nfl and the fact that players cannot bet in the nfl and that we've seen all these red flags pop up with nfl players betting on nfl games so like there's ways to monitor it it's just elected officials in virginia are antiquated and let's be honest not very well educated they're clueless when it comes to how this works But anyway, back to the point. I had to get that jab in. Back to the point. Nobody knew that this was going to happen for Liberty. So there was that element of suspense literally building up to when the announcement was made yesterday. You may have seen the videos on social media of the reaction at the Liberty football complex once that news broke and it showed not, and granted he's right 99% of the time, but not as Brett McMurphy, the 1% he's wrong, had mentioned that it was going to be SMU against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. He
1: initially said Liberty though. Like he flipped. It was Liberty, then
0: SMU, then it was back to Liberty at the end.
1: Yeah, when it was announced it was Liberty. But I meant, like, Saturday night when I checked, he said Liberty. He projected Liberty. And then Sunday morning, he said SMU.
0: Then he said SMU, correct. And we put that out there uh, right before because he tweeted it right as these announcements were coming that he thought it was going to be SMU, and it turned out to be Liberty. Based off
1: the logic of four and five, it seemed like it was going to be SMU.
0: Oh, Trey, hold your horses on the Fast Five at Five-ish momentarily because we're going to have a nice little ping-pong style edition of the Fast Five at Five-ish. Okay anyway here's the thing for ian mccall at liberty it was a wild 48 hours for the coaches the players everyone around there it was because you're not getting this information leaked let's be honest the the history in the background suggests if anything liberty is often the team that gets the shaft when it comes to these type of situations but yet they found a way to get in and their resume ended up speaking loud enough that they got in to the point where yes even jamie chadwell their head coach was surprised.
1: Uh, I wouldn't call it confidence. Probably more uh, anxious and ready for maybe disappointment, David, to be honest. Uh, you, you start seeing, uh, you know, people pick apart, uh, you know, your, your your season and all these different things going back and forth. And so, um, you know, I, I knew, I took. we told our team, we had a little watch party, and we told them up front, hey, this is going to be 50-50. So it's either going to be us or there could be a disappointment. And so, uh, you know, until we saw that logo, uh, you know, be honest with you, I probably thought it was going the other way. Especially once we, uh you know, once <clears throat> started doing some more, and I, I was I was nervous. And they held it and held it and held it there at the end. The ESPN did. I was I was a little nervous about it.
0: I love the candor by Jamie Chabot, and it, it lets you into the way a lot of Liberty fans feel about this moment. And some of them were overly optimistic. Others were extreme, extremely skeptical that they would actually get into this bowl, based on the history of Liberty often being left out in these certain things. You can look back to the one double A. FCS playoffs a couple of years ago about a decade ago when Liberty had a case to go but did not and how oftentimes they've been on the wrong side of this equation well sometimes the luck goes back in your favor and it clearly did for Liberty not that it wasn't earned they're undefeated they're 13-0 they played their best football toward the second half of the year New Mexico State getting that win at Auburn did a real solid for Liberty because that was a 10 win New Mexico state team that had a big resume boosting win. And then of course, Jacksonville state being able to go to a bowl game in spite of the ridiculous NCAA rule that prohibited from prohibited them from going. I think it actually helps Liberty because Jacksonville state had already been invited to and accepted an invitation to the new Orleans bowl before the conference USA championship. So, We mentioned the point about New Mexico State. We mentioned the point about Jacksonville State. And then, of course, New Mexico State having recently gone on the road and won it the same Auburn team that almost knocked off college football playoff bound Alabama. And I know we're using a little transitive property logic here in the fast lane. But all of that, I do think, tipped the scales in Liberty's favor. And when you're talking about the thinnest of margins, don't undersell and estimate that, which is all the more reason for Liberty fans to savor this moment. Look, they're a two to three touchdown underdog, depending on when and where you've looked, against the Oregon Ducks. And that number will probably fluctuate even more based on who decides to play and who doesn't in addition to Bo Nix with Oregon right now.
1: Which is a big addition.
0: Which is a big addition because he's expected to play in the bowl game And right he's going to
1: finish second in the Eisen uh, Trophy. Yes, behind uh, Jaden Daniels of LSU. Yeah. but Maybe he'll finish third because of Pennix winning the Pac-12.
0: But you just don't know in these moments are going to come so savor the good moments when they happen now there's also the flip side to life trey and that is you just don't know when the bad moments are going to come which is why you need the right insurance to make sure you're taking care of when those bad moments pop up in life look at you you're, you're on your game right now you're peaking at the right time trey i love the comparison but they say act like you've been there before and hopefully i have but i don't feel like it today anyway gardner insurance solutions old forest road in lynchburg they will shop your home and auto insurance for multiple carriers they're not a captive agency they're an independent agency which means when you contact gardner insurance solutions they'll make sure you get the best rate for your home and your auto there's a chance to bundle and save even more money and do what i did which is a very nominal fee Add that extra umbrella coverage just to make sure you're extra prepared and extra certain. You've heard me say that from the fellow Chevrolet ads that you love to be extra certain in life. Gardner Insurance Solutions can also help with that. Gardner Insurance Solutions, Old Forest Road in Lynchburg. Florida State, there was no way they could be extra certain. And boy, it didn't bear out in their favor with the college football playoff selection committee, leaving them out of the playoffs, which is what Trey and I get to address right now. In the fast five at five-ish. A little ping-pong style where, here we go. I'm going to go with five, three, and one. Trey is going to get to make his points in four and two. Are you
1: telling me what I have to make my points about?
0: No, I'm just saying you got to make... Don't make the same one that I made, but we can go okay. back and forth. Okay, okay, See, I had enough teed up. So we're doing like five
1: selection. about the playoff committee five
0: points about yes trey five points about the playoff committee and i've got five total so if you steal any of mine which is totally cool then guess what i'll just um, skip over that and go to the next one anyway right. as
1: long as you don't take my main one for my first one i got a second
0: one. that's fine because i'm saving some of mine for last i just I, i'm so arrogant i think they're all good anyway yes <laughs> <laughs> laugh about that and mock us let's do Bass, this. lane ed lane trey law vt facebook twitter and stuff it's time for the fast five at five ish five fast-paced quick-witted things you need to know right now number five trey in a perfect world why didn't they just admit undefeated power five teams michigan washington and florida state and then say greg sankey guess what you're the head of the sec and all three of these teams will be in your conference next year You're about to add Texas, you've already got Alabama, and you've got Georgia. Why don't you, Mr. Sankey, pick the team that goes to the college football playoff? It would never have happened, of course, because clearly the committee is bowing at the altar of Greg Sankey and the SEC and the Big Ten as well. But it would have been a fun situation to see unfold nonetheless because, hey, why not even admit the fact that three undefeated Power 5 teams should be in and then you could pick amongst the four, which honestly I think, if anything, you go with Texas in that scenario because Texas won at Alabama. But... Trey may have a rebuttal, he may have something to add, or he may totally go off-kilter in. Number four.
1: Alabama being in the playoff proves that the games during the regular season of college football did not matter. The college football playoff committee cannot predict what's going to happen because... Spoiler alert, if that happened, we would have had a, a Georgia-Michigan national championship last year. Oregon would be in the college football playoff right now. And Washington would be playing Tulane in the Fiesta Bowl. Because that's everything that Vegas said. It's just crazy to me that... Al- so, this break it down like this. You have three 12-0 Power 5 teams. They're locks. They should be locks, at least. You go undefeated at a Power 5 school, you're in. And then the four spots between three schools... Alabama, Texas, and Georgia. Well, let's look at the process. All right, conference championships. Alabama, who do they beat? Georgia. All right. Eliminates Georgia. All right. Let's look at Alabama's schedule. It's a tiebreaker with Texas. Let's look at the head-to-head. Oh, they did play each other. What happened? Oh, Texas went on the road by double digits. I don't care if it was week two, week zero, week 22. Uh, it, It matters. The games have to matter. This is the best. This is or was the best regular season in sports. And the committee
0: just spat
1: on it yesterday.
0: Number three. You cannot judge. Florida State or Georgia and whether or not these teams were worthy of the college football playoff based upon what they do in the Orange Bowl here's the reality to this matchup these are two programs that sell to prospective players two things come here and get more dollar dollar bills y'all both now and in the immortal words of Kenny Powers get more dollar dollar bills y'all in the future from NIL opportunities or pay for play to preparing for the nfl and everyone knows the bigger bag is in the nfl these players are not going to be invested in the games unless it's the other thing that you sell on compete for championships the orange bowl championship doesn't count we're talking about the college football playoff championship Georgia's won the last two national titles. Their run will end there. Florida State is selling that concept and idea right now. So Florida State and Georgia, you can say, well, if Florida State wins the Orange Bowl, call them national champions. They're big underdogs to Georgia right now. Honestly, it's like a lot of college football bowl games. I don't really bet that time of year. Yes, we will give votes of confidence projections for the fun of it, especially with the four Virginia area schools and their upcoming bowl games, ODU, JMU, Virginia Tech, and Liberty University. But outside of that, I kind of steer clear of this because you're trying to handicap motivation, and that's going to make it even harder to figure out where Florida State and Georgia are mentally and what real motivation they will have going forward, which is why you can't judge Florida State or Georgia as a national championship caliber team or a playoff worthy team based on how they fare in the Orange Bowl given what will or will not be on the field for those teams.
1: Number two. Um, Did you know that the ACC was 6-4 and four against the SEC this year? Including LSU losing to Florida State in week one and Florida State also beating Florida at the end of the year. Did you know that Florida State beat LSU and the Heisman winner Jaden or presumed Heisman winner Jaden Daniels better than Alabama did? Interesting. And you know where Alabama got to play that game against LSU? I think it was in Tuscaloosa, right? That's correct. Because they carried it
0: on the CBS Sports Radio. And then the Act. game
1: against Florida State was a neutral site game. So, let's compare. You, you can't, like, this injury thing is the dumbest, it was the dumbest excuse. Again, uh, the athletics already watched me and said it right. The games might have mattered, but the results didn't. And that just, that just sucks.
0: Can I piggyback off your point for one as well before number one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the idea of, well, power ratings on the sports books say this. If we're going to do that, you might as Look well Look at the Pac-12 the Championship
1: game. That's oh, it. Let's...
0: Oregon was a favorite by 9 points. One of my wrong projections on our votes of confidence last week, Trey. 9 points. Georgia was a favorite over Alabama in the SEC Championship game if we're going to do it based on power rankings those games shouldn't have been played and we should have just put Oregon and Georgia in because they were power rated higher at some point you can't go on that anyway speaking of tangents and number one on the fast five at five ish we posed this quite these two questions and thoughts yesterday at fast lane Ed lane on Twitter and they've been echoed by others including Bud Elliott and Danny Cannell, who are with CBS Sports both Florida State alum who are out there two parts to this one does florida state getting left out of the acc increase the volume of their complaints about the acc and the efforts of fsu to get out of that conference i absolutely think this is just one more reason that the fsu seminoles and their football team are going to angle to get out of the acc because the knock on them has not only been that they played with a third string quarterback against louisville and they would have the backup quarterback who played against florida on the field for them in a college football playoff game but they're now comparing the resumes and giving the sec the benefit of the doubt and giving the big 10 the benefit of the doubt as well with michigan and washington a projected big 10 team going into this playoff whereas fsu is out this 100 percent amplifies the efforts of florida state to get out of the acc and frankly yes let's be honest here this college football playoff is an omen of the shift in major college football like it or not right now it's the big 10 versus the sec you've got michigan and alabama a big 10 sec battle in your first semifinal and in your second you've got washington about to go to the big 10 against texas about to go to the sec perception matters should it not always is it fair and right no it's not but these are what I like to say, the lessons that parents know are existent in the business world, but don't want to admit particularly to their kids because it crushes the innocence of them, but they must be aware of when they get to the real world, which is ultimately meritocracy is often trumped by people's selfish best interests, never more than what we've seen with how the playoff works and operates. And for all of the ACC supposed defenses of FSU, the Knowles will still look to get out of the conference in spite of all that at some point in the future. And there is your Fast Five at 5 When we return in the Fast Lane, we pivot away from this to the Hoos, the Hokies, and a lot of the Liberty Flames on a milestone weekend for Liberty University football. All of that's still to come. This is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.